Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Welcome again, everybody, for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. I have my friend Fred Young with me again for the second week in a row. And, you know, I've only known Fred for a little while. We uh, got together once to have lunch. Uh, We've messaged each other back and forth online, but I feel like we're brothers from a different mother or something like that. Kindred spirits. We, well, it's just hard to put in words, but he's a special guy and I really uh, appreciate his heart. And uh, we've been through some similar things together. So welcome back, Fred Young. Hey, Paul. Glad to be back. By the way, uh, thank you for in that meeting. I just want everybody to know you graciously gave me a copy of your books. And over here on my right is Notes from Papa, where I get a little dose of grace every morning. And I really appreciate it. Oh, great. I'm glad you do. I appreciate you saying that. Fred, we were talking just a little bit offline in last week's episode. You mentioned how, like me, you first got uh, really going on, I'll call it, it's not a movement, but uh, our grace understanding, I don't know what we call it, through Steve McVeigh's book. And Steve's been a mentor to me and to a lot of other people. Some people uh, he's been a mentor to he's, that have never met him, uh, some who have and things like that. Now, I'm thinking that the verse where uh, Apostle Paul told Timothy, uh, get some men who can teach some men who can teach some men. I, I'm not quoting that exactly, but right. you and I both come out of uh, a rather legalistic background. We both both had friends in our circle of friends who were pastors and Bible teachers and things like that, that were not in the same place anymore. Have you had some opportunities to help them? And how do you see your role possibly happening in the future of being one of those people like Paul told Timothy to find some men who can, who are able to teach and teach and teach? Well, it's kind of a two levels that the group of pastors I was with, Paul, I had phone calls from a couple they did not want their name mentioned, um, and I understood. Sure. And they just said, we're kind of maybe on a similar journey. Mm-hmm. I did receive, once in a while, there is a individual that might reach out to say, hey, what did you read? What did come across? And so I'm open to that, and I'm very excited about any opportunity I get to have that conversation. But, Paul, I have, uh, on our staff here, we have five other pastors. Mm-hmm. Four of the five are just really 30s, 20s. Mm. And those individuals were with me through the whole turmoil, and they have stayed. They have learned. We went through this together. They love it. Mm. And so there's a group of young men right there that are ready just to pass this on. Networking is a little different. So networking is more through the social media and such that they'll be able to hand it on. But we've got a group of some guys here that have really just embraced this. And they were asking questions within themselves before I ever said anything. Really? Yeah. What's funny is that even when I told our church leadership, 
we began to discuss some of the concepts. Some of them would say, you know, I've been in church in years and I've had these questions. It just weren't able to ask them. Really? And so that's the way denominations, fellowships, whatever you want to call them, we are pretty much indoctrinated to say, this is what you believe. You don't question anything. Mm-hmm. You don't question anything. Mm-hmm. And what is unique, what I'm finding with many young people, men and women who are looking at ministry, they're asking questions. They want to be somewhere where they can ask questions. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm very open to that, but I'm, I'm very excited about the group of guys that God has has given us here at Eastside. Boy, I can imagine your staff meetings. I'd, I'd like to be a part of something like that. That's great. We need to have you come down and talk with us. Well, I'd love to. love to come and listen. You've told me that someone in your congregation is now a student at the Global Grace Seminary, and I, I want to put in a, a plug for that. I think I mentioned to you when we had lunch, but uh, I, too, started reading Steve McVeigh's books, and at the time, some 10 years ago or so, he had on his website, he had a thing called Sunday morning teaching. And it it was like a message on Sunday morning. He didn't have a church anymore. So I would listen to that. And I got his generic email thing, info at Grace Walk or something like that. And I wrote to him and I told him, I said, I've got this great young guy who's a youth pastor and worship leader. And I have him speak about 25% of the time. He's just a great guy. And I'm getting old. That was 10 years ago. And one of these days I'm going to become room temperature and I need to to find somebody who can take over. And I said, you know, is there a seminary where he can go and learn these grace things? And Steve said, sadly, no. But the good news is there is one now, and Steve's very much involved in it. Uh, he's uh, vice president, Global Grace Seminary, which is an online seminary based in Houston, Texas. Uh, Don Keithley started that, and it's a wonderful, wonderful seminary with just uh Fantastic teachers, Baxter Kruger, Steve McVeigh, Mike Miller, Don Keithley, Francois Dutoit, Andre Rabe, on and on. The list is so great. And you have a young man in your church that's getting a degree there now, right? He is. He came to see me in my office. He said he's excited about ministry, looking into the possibility. Where would he go to school? And honestly, I said, there's only one place that I would recommend. And uh, he said, what is it? I turned the screen around. We looked at it online and uh, he signed right up. Wow. And uh, he came to me the other day. Uh, I'd finished preaching and I began to talk about how when Christ died, all died with him. And that, you know, when Christ rose, we rose with him. All are included in his death and resurrection. He he not only did that for us, he did that as us. So I'm just kind of given this, and it's a new concept to people. But man, he ran up to me and he went, hey, that was really cool. I just studied about that this week. That is exciting. <laughs> He's just like, that's exactly what I was being taught. Oh, that is oh, exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. When I came out of the business world and entertainment into the ministry, I I got involved with the Navigators, which is a good organization. And uh, both my mentor from the Navigators and my senior pastor at the time were both really into scripture memory, you know, which is which is fine. And they kind of together encouraged me to memorize chapters at a time. And one of the first chapters that I memorized was Romans 6. We died with Christ. We were crucified with Christ. We were buried with Christ. And... Uh, I had no concept what that meant. And looking back, they didn't either. Uh, But it's just, it's amazing now the things that I I go back and read and I went, wow, that's so plain. How how did I miss that? But it's right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's right there. 
it's right there. And it's, it's like, like all those concepts, I would just read them and they were just like this mystery, this theory, this idea that had no impact on your life today. And now I'm like, no, this, this impacts what's happening right now. Yeah. And uh, it's exciting. One of my favorite books, Paul, that Steve McVeigh put together was, uh, I probably won't get the title right, but it's like these 52 lies you were taught in Sunday school. And it's funny. I just read the, his, you know, title of the, yeah. one of them. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I was taught that. I was taught that. Yeah. I was taught that. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like with his other books, I taught through that at our church. And a lot of people didn't think those were lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh <laughs> Oh gosh. And Paul Young now has a book called Lives that we believed or something like that. It's also very good. And, and you know uh very well as I do that the people who taught us those lies were not bad people, no. not the enemy. They were just teaching what they had been taught and what they'd been taught before and before and before. And we were all in settings boy, I know the the settings that I was in. You didn't ask questions. Boy, I I remember asking a question one time, and I can't even remember what it was now, but I got the look, you know, and like, we don't talk about that. Absolutely. Same here. I'm thinking, why not? But what do I know? Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, You're a rebel. You ask those questions. (laughs) You know, one of the things we do here at Eastside now, from time to time, like we do three or four a year now, would you call them skeptics welcome? When I get done preaching, I cut my sermon down and we leave about 10 to 15 minutes. We set up microphones in the auditorium. We'll let people step up and ask questions. And uh, we also allow them to text their questions if they want to remain anonymous. We call it Q&R instead of Q&A because I said there may not be answers. We'll try to give you a response, but we may have to wrestle with the answer. We may not really know. And that's okay. Well, that's beautiful. that has been very popular. Individuals like that. First one I'm doing is uh, Paul. Uh, I was taught this uh, atonement theory that was pretty much the only way to view what happened on the cross, and most people believe that that God had to take His anger out on Jesus in order to get happy. And I said a lot of people turn away from faith because they're like, "How this is child abuse? What what's going on here?" So. That's what we're doing in a few weeks, and then we'll open it up for questions. And it ought to be interesting. And young people are the ones who are college-age students are the ones that— I had one young man say to me, if church was like this, I'd be in church. Wow. It's a way to uh, share the gospel. And what they're so—who's not open to a God who's good? Yeah. I mean, truly good. Yeah. Not like uh, bait-and-switch good, but uh, who's really good, and they're interested. They are. I'm not the first one to say this, I know, but I I think people who have no experience with God or church or religion at all are many times closer to seeing the real nature of God, those of us who've been taught all those lies. I think you're right. It's it's so much fun to see the smile on their face and their eyes light up and and go, uh, there's one fellow here in Lawrence who's habitually in jail by his own choice and well part of it is he's safer there he's blind and he so but he is safer there but when he's out he's just on the streets and uh there are some local ministries who uh street ministry and they you know they hand out tracks and turn or burn type of things and uh 
they've kind of zeroed in on him when he's out of jail. They seem to know right away that he's out and they go and tell him. Well, I had the opportunity to get to know him and then to start visiting him in jail and stuff. And uh, Baxter Kruger has a great little pamphlet called uh, The Parable of the Laughing God or the Dancing God, something like that. Really? It, yeah. And it's about the uh, prodigal son, Luke 15. It's just a, a small little parable of the of the dancing God. I think that's what it is. And uh, man, it's just wonderful. You can get them like for 99 cents. I'm writing that down. Yeah. I would take it and uh, I think it's InterVarsity Publishers. But I took that to jail one time with this guy and I spent an hour with him. And so I, I read it in about 20 minutes or so. And at the end, he said, I knew it. I knew it. I just knew God couldn't be like those guys told me he was. I just knew it. And it, it just so struck me that he just intuitively knew that God couldn't be the way God was presented by these folks. But what to do? I mean, who are you going to talk to? Who are you going to ask? Uh, you know, whatever. And so, boy, when the light comes on with people like that, it does make it all worthwhile. And then especially if you can get to know them and help them continue along, because uh, as you well know, the, there are competing voices out there that will say, no, 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 what they told you is not right. Oh, that's true. You know, I find that even true in the New Testament. It seems like Peter got the grace message but like when he moved around, got around certain other people, he might even, even Peter yeah. seemed to slip back a little bit. Paul had to confront him to his face and say, wait a minute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it is. Uh, that's why this kind of thing, looking forward to your meeting, because I, you know, there's not that many. And uh, you need to be around that kind of fellowship and podcasts like yours and others that you can just keep feeding yourself this. Well, we do. And I'm so grateful for the internet now and to be able to connect with people. And, and I look forward to starting. You mentioned that, you know, you hadn't really talked with other pastors for a couple of years. I look forward to starting some groups of guys where, you know, we can get together and hang out and encourage each other and bounce ideas off of each other. And uh, sort of like uh, Paul did in, uh, is it Second Corinthians chapter one or First Corinthians where, you know, he, he tells about all the hardships that he endured, but yeah. uh, but he obviously he kept the faith through all of that where, where we can just uh, comfort one another. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and we all need that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we sure do. So what are you preaching on coming up? Well, we're going to do a little series going into Easter where we talk about some of the characters around Easter. One of the things I'm looking forward to the most, I've been looking forward to this. I, I got a book years ago with this title, and I'm, it's a little bit of an edgy title, but it's called Pharisectomy, and uh, it's cutting out the inner Pharisee. Really? And uh, we're doing a series in the fall called Pharisectomy, and we're, we're actually examining the Pharisees and how, if we're not careful, that spirit of Phariseeism is in all of us, and we have to so watch it to cut that out. I'm really looking forward to that. And I just finished last year Extreme Grace 2, ah. which I think was 12 messages. Wow. The first time was 16. Wow. Those are always great yeah. uh, to just revisit this idea. Because a lot of the folks that, uh, that I'm ministering to, Paul, have they've been in church a long time. And they're like, I'll tell them this, like preach it one time. And then I'm studying it all week long. They're going out and working. 
and uh, they might be reading it a little bit. They come back, it's like gone. You have to tell them again what I'm finding. And again, the issue that I said was, listen, you know, we grew up in such a performance-based behavior modification type of church where sin was the focus. And if you, God was upset with you, it's almost like he was in a swivel chair. He'd turn his back on you and you'd have to pray and make things right and rededicate. And, and then when I began to explain, no, the sins are, sins have been carried away. Forgiveness is a done deal. And then folks are just, it just, I'm telling you, they're, it's hard to grasp. You got to tell them again and again. So we're consistently, this message of the grace message is consistently in everything we do. And sometimes the whole series just centers on it. But folks that have grown up in church, there takes a lot of time for this to get through. It really does. And you're doing exactly the right thing. I I know in the past I've had people say, gosh, you, you keep talking about this grace. Well, you know, uh, how come you keep talking about it? And I, I don't say this, but I'm thinking, gosh, you don't get it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Like, yeah, when are we going to do a different series and learn something different? Well, this is kind of it. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. It's it. Fred, what a delight to do these two episodes with you. And as we get ready to close again, tell people again where your church is, how they can connect with you. And I know that we have people listening in the, in the greater Kansas City area, and I'm, I'm so excited for them to find out about you and your church. So tell them a little bit about it. Well, Paul, the name is Eastside Church We're in Independence, Missouri. We are online, uh, website www.eschurch.com. And on that website, you can find out all the information about Eastside. We also have a live stream. So if an individual wants to check out Eastside or can't, maybe they want to, you know, see it from a distance. Maybe there's not a Grace Church in the area. They want to, you go to our website, you can live stream both of our services. We have two Sunday morning services, 9 and 1030. You can live stream us and uh, we're also on Facebook Live uh, Sunday morning. So you go to Facebook, Eastside Church. You can watch us on Facebook. And then we have a YouTube channel. So they can go to YouTube, type in Eastside Church, and uh, videos, uh, messages and s- will be there as well. And I'm going to do that myself. I'm uh, especially interested in the attack of the shack. Uh, yeah. So I- the attack of the shack. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I did where I thought, Everybody's going to love this. Oh, Paul. (laughs) Not so much. Uh, Yeah, not so much. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to seeing you again and hanging out again with you and our friendship growing. And I know the Lord's blessing you and your church and your family. And I'm so grateful that we connected. Paul, I can't really express it, but this has been a real joy. And uh, just being able to meet you, connect with you has been a, been a real joy. Look forward to this growing. Me too. Thanks again, Fred Young, for being with us today. And thank all of you for watching another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.